bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. I am in part number nine of my series, uh, Life in the Spirit. Life in the Spirit. And today, um, my subtitle is New Spirit, Renewed Mind. New Spirit, Renewed Mind. It's a very essential uh, topic uh, regarding our life in the spirit and if you've been following the series we are touching on the spirit man and the activities of the spirit and and this aspect is so important i'm going to start by going to a familiar uh verse we started with uh at the beginning of this series first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 And it reads, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The whole man, the entirety, the totality of who we are as human beings is spirit, soul, body. It's not just body alone or soul alone or spirit alone, but the combination of all of that that is what is creates a whole person but to understand how this whole person uh, functions we have to understand how the individual parts of us also function so today i'm going to focus more on the spirit and the soul and i've already defined who the spirit is uh Uh, The spirit is that which we call the image of God. The spirit is that which has the divine life. When God said, let us make man in our image, what he meant was the spirit. What we call the spirit of man because God is a spirit. And the spirit of the believer is joined to Christ. And, And when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior... This is where he comes to dwell. He comes to dwell in our spirits. He doesn't come to dwell in our bodies. When we say Jesus is in our hearts, uh, he doesn't come to dwell in our physical hearts. It reminds me of a, a gentleman uh, I know, uh, or well, knew years ago uh, when we were younger Christians. And he was an athlete and um, very good a sprinter. And then he got born again. And, uh, you know, when you get born again, we say Jesus has come into your heart. He said uh, he was not going to run again. He wasn't going to run. He was, he was going to stop being an athlete. And so we asked, why don't you want to run again? He says, well, Jesus is in my heart. And I don't want Jesus to get tired. So I'm not going to run again. Uh, well, when Jesus comes into your heart, he doesn't come into your physical heart. The heart is, uh, is an analogy for the spirit. Jesus comes to live in our spirit. And so the spirit has divine life. That is where Christ lives. And that is the part of us that gets born again. When a person gets born again, gives their life to Christ, the part that gets born again is the spirit. Salvation takes place in our spirits. He comes to live in our hearts. 
And he gives us eternal life in our spirits. So take note, the part of you that is born again is your spirit. The soul represents your will, your mind, and your emotions. Both the spirit and the soul are invisible, but they are not the same. They function differently. And sometimes it's difficult to tell the difference between the soul and the spirit. The word of God helps us to do that. The soul represents your will, your mind, your emotions. This is where our human personality dwells. Our thoughts, intentions, intellect reside in our soul. But the thing about our soul is that it is not born again. So whereas your spirit is born again, your soul is not born again. The life of God is in you. You have Christ inside of you. But your will, your intellect, your emotions are not born again. And that always creates the difficulty for the life in the spirit. Because the spirit is born again. The soul is not born again. And the spirit needs the soul to be in line with it. Because when the spirit and the soul are not on the same page, we don't experience the fullness of life of the spirit. And I'm just going to use an illustration or a story just to illustrate it for you. So there is a village. And and this village uh, has a pond where they fed water from the pond and 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 so everybody fetches uh, water from the pond and there is a family that fetches water from this pond as well because that's where everybody uh, fetches water the problem with the pond is that it's a very dirty pond it has a lot of uh, bacteria harmful bacteria in them it has uh, a lot of uh, problems with it um And so people go to fetch water from the pond. And when they fetch water, they fetch it in a bucket. And there is this family, every time they go to the pond, they fetch water in the bucket. Pretty soon, the bucket also becomes very dirty and all kinds of dirt builds up in the bucket. Uh, And so it has the same bacteria that the pond has. And, and, And so they go in there. They, they pick the water. Over time, the bucket is, uh, is, is getting weary. It's leaking. But it serves the purpose. They go to fetch water from the dirty pond into a dirty bucket. And they bring it in. And of course, they drink the water. And people have all kinds of diseases. And they have bilhazia and all kinds of waterborne diseases. So one day, uh, an organization comes and says, you know, we want to change uh, the lifestyle of the people in this village. So they go uh, and, and build a better pond. Line it up well, treat it well, get good water in it. There's no bacteria in this pond uh, and, and there, there, there's no harmful effect in this pond. Clean pond. The pond has been clean. But this family goes to the pond and it still fetches water from the pond with the old bucket. The old bucket has the bacteria of the old pond. So they pick the water and they bring the water home, drink it, 
and still get the bilhazia and get all the diseases. They said, how can it be that the people who made the pond said that if we drink from this pond, we will not have the diseases again, we will not have the bilhazia and all of those. Why are we having it? You guessed it right. The pond has been changed, but that which transmits water from the pond to them has not changed. And until that bucket also becomes new, it will not be able to carry the newness of the pond to the family. Are you getting it? The pond is your spirit. The bucket is your soul. Because your soul is the mediator between your spirit and your body. Your soul is the mediator between your spirit and your body. Whatever comes into your natural life comes from your spirit. But your spirit must transmit it through the soul. That's where the problem is. Your spirit is born again. It's a new pond. Your soul is not born again. It's an old bucket. So something has to happen to this bucket, this soul, this mind, this emotion, this intellect. So that it will be as new as the spirit that has been made new by Christ. The challenge of the Christian life is not that we don't have a new life. Or we don't have the power of God in us. Or the Holy Spirit in us. All that the Bible says you have, you have. The challenge of the Christian life is that the mind, the soul, the emotion is still old. It's not born again. And so it channels what your spirit has and contaminates what your spirit has. And that is why something must happen to your mind, to your soul, to transform it to become like the spirit that is new inside of you. If you can get your soul to be on the same page with your spirit, your Christian life will be powerful. Because everything in your spirit will be transmitted straight to your life. But if the soul is messed up, then everything gets bottled up in your spirit and never comes into the reality of your life. The soul is the mediator or the go-between between the spirit and the body. All right. So, let's look at my main text for today. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 to 24. Ephesians chapter 4, 22 to 24. And this is what it says, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. The key word I want you to note is the word renewed. Everybody say renewed. Say it one more time. Say renewed. All right. The word renewed is very important in the Greek is ananeo. 
there are other Greek words for new or renewed. Uh, but this one is very uh, peculiar because that phrase that is translated renewed here, ananeo, is used only once in the New Testament. Only once. And it's used in this verse. This is the only time that it is used in the New Testament. And it has a very special meaning. It means to let your former state become new like your present state. To let your former state become new like your present state. Because the word ana, out of which you get an ananeo, ana means again, again, or back again. And neo means new. But it, it means new in the sense of something that has just happened. Something that has just happened. So basically when you put the two together, it means something has just happened to you. Something has just happened to you. Where did it happen? In your spirit. And what has happened in your spirit, you must make it happen now in your life again. Let it happen again now. God has made you new in the spirit. What he has made new in the spirit, you must now make happen now in your mind. Ananeo. To be renewed. To be, to be brought back to speed. To be current. To come to the same place that the new thing is. You have to come to the same place. Let your former state, your former life, become new like your present state. Renewed. Now, the pastor says you must be renewed, but where must the renewal take place? Where must the renewal take place? Note, it says renewed in. Renewed in. In where? In the spirit of your mind. In the spirit of your mind. You know, I love the Bible. I don't know about you. I love, I love this book. Because it is so clear in what it says. When, especially when you know how to interpret what it is saying. Now, the passage is renewed in the spirit of your mind. Why didn't you just say renewed in your mind? There are other places where it says renewed in your mind. But the word renewed there is not anakinosis. So that is uh, a different kind of renewal. But this one, in the spirit of your mind. In the spirit of your mind. That means your mind has a spirit. So, oh. Does my mind have a spirit? Yes. In the spirit of your mind. In the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What is the spirit of your mind? The spirit of your mind is the force that controls the way your mind works. The spirit of your mind. The force that controls the way you think. 
You see, uh, physiologically, we have a brain. Who teaches the brain what to think? And who, who controls how the brain should function? Who puts ideas into the brain? Well, the scripture is saying that there is a force. There is an unseen force that controls the way you think. And that unseen force that controls the way you think, if it is not transformed, the way you think will remain the same. So for the believer, after we have been born again, we have been made new in our spirit. The pond is clean. We have to take the bucket, the soul, the mind, and renew it. And make it in such a way that if it takes something from your spirit, it will not be contaminated. Because your mind also has an unseen force that controls it. That is why sometimes a thought will get into your mind and you say, where did that come from? Where, where, did it, where, where did that come from? I'm not supposed to be thinking this, but I'm thinking it. Because there is a spirit of the mind. The spirit of the mind, another word for the spirit of the mind, is the soul. The unseen power that controls the processes of your brain and of your thinking and of your conduct. And so Paul is telling us that we have to be renewed in the spirit of our minds, in our souls, there has to be a renewal. Now, if you read the passage well, it says, you must do the renewal. You do the renewal. So, after you become born again, you have a responsibility. And the responsibility is, you have to ensure that the, the soul, the spirit of your mind, becomes as new as your spirit. That's your job. That's my job. If you never get to do that, if you're not able to do that well, what's going to happen is you will hear all these great things about who you can be. You are more than a conqueror in Christ. You are able in Christ. You have power in Christ. But you don't experience any of it. And you're going to say, but, but, but I was told when the pond is changed, the sickness will, will be gone. But I'm still getting the Belhazia. The problem is not the new pawn. It's because there is something you are doing that is transmitting what used to be back into your life. It is called your mind. And the mind has got a spirit, a force that controls the way you think. And the passage says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mansah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email Otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.